I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Tonight, Panorama focuses on the terrorist gangs who follow one small second division club, Millwall, in London's dock. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtung Millwall. Whoa, whoa, thrice whoa. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Looney Tunes Madhouse. Yes, it's the Ian Holloway Asylum, also known as Achtung Millwall, edition number 25. Listeners around the world, my name is Nick Hart, and despite yesterday's humbling 5-1 home defeat to Middlesbrough, it remains my privilege to be able to present to you the number one Mill Fans podcast. Now, today's show comes in two parts. First up is my personal take on yesterday's shambles at the Den, followed swiftly by my post-match analysis with Achtung regular Derek King in part two. Listeners, Achtung Mill is the house podcast of CBL magazine. Now, why not support your local fanzine by buying an edition for just two quid? The current edition will be next on sale before the Bournemouth game on December the 28th, and proceeds will support the children's hospices of the Melzer House in Eltham and Richard House in Beck. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Now, these are two excellent causes, I think you'll agree, and we could really do with the support, so why not pick up a copy when you see me next before the Bournemouth game? Ladies and gentlemen, Christmas is just a few weeks away now, and if you're looking for the perfect stocking filler for the line in your life, why not visit our t-shirt store at cblthemag.spreadshirt.co.uk. That's cblthemag.spreadshirt.co.uk. 
www.bunnyoffmusic.co.uk Alright, that's enough old bunny off of me. Let's grit our teeth and rewind 24 hours. Back to South Bermondsey yesterday for the match report. Now I can't say enjoy this, can I? Endure it, maybe. Listeners, welcome, 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 welcome to a sunny, freezing cold, brisk day in South East London. As you can hear behind me, we are walking out with Middlesbrough. Sparse crowd in here today, listeners, got to say. Just me, a couple of other blokes and a dog, I think, at the moment. But anyway, we'll see if the crowd fills out slightly as proceedings proceed. So Alex Aldridge is giving the team as a 3-4-1-2 formation. 3-5-2, I think, in old money. But anyway, so it's Ford, Dunn, Webster and Williams, presumably in defence. Wilkinson and Malone as the overlapping fullbacks. Then Upson, uh, Jack Powell starting today. Good stuff. Scott McDonald. And then up front, Fuller and Gregory on the bench. Uh, King, Chateau, Briggs, Martinez, Walford, Gray and Easter. Well, speaking to the official site, Holloway, Ian Holloway, it's called for a high-tempo display today. Big performance he's talking about here on the on the main official Millwall website. Trying to recreate their second-half performance from the tall draw at Bournemouth last week. Team's about to line up for kick-off, so we'll see what we get. So you'll see how high our tempo really is. Well, there we go. Mill kick it off. You know it's winter when the yellow balls come out, listeners. And we've got yellow balls today. Boom, boom. Low corner. It's come right across to Sean Williams, who blasts high over the bar from the penalty spot. Two and a half minutes gone. That was a chance, actually. Holloway talking to the official site. Says we need to give our wonderful supporters a performance. I want to try and put their back four under all sorts of pressure, he says. We're not far off of it. We've had six draws out of the last nine. It's a tad frustrating for everybody. You're telling us, Ollie. Long ball falls from Barrow, they win the ball. It comes to the 27, but dispossessed by the middle defence. Barrow win a free kick, four minutes into the game. So free kick wide right for Middlesbrough. It's like the seven's going to take it. It's not far short of being a corner. Opportunity for them to get their men forward into the middle penalty area. And it comes from the seven into the danger area. It's a goal. One nil, one nil Middlesbrough. No. How bizarre. The play seemed to freeze. Everyone thought we would cross the line. It, it came off the post from there. I thought we would cross the line from here. Uh, miles down the other end of the pitch. It's not been given. Now it's, it's Lee Gregory for on goal. He checks back. On the left-hand side of, of the Middlesbrough penalty area. I've got to say, I thought that was a goal, listeners. Scott Malone from distance, he blasts over the bar. What a strange, strange passage of play. The Middlesbrough players are doing their rag with the referee. I thought it crossed the line. Everyone did, I think. The stadium seemed to freeze. Clearly, it didn't cross the line. You've got to say, this season is dramatic. Whatever, whatever else may or may not be going with our club, it's, it's never short of incident and frills and spills, that's for sure. Middlesbrough seem to have numbers in front of our defence at the moment. I suppose that's going to be the price we pay for the more attacking stance that Holloway seems to have gone for today. Here comes Upson, he's dispossessed. Middlesbrough back on the attack now. He goes, the player goes past Malone. Into the left side, it's probably a round the penalty area, and that's somehow cleared. 
we're looking, we, we normally look fragile in defence. They would look like mean vases on loan, or Elgin Marbles on loan to the St. Petersburg Hermitage Museum, just to be a little bit current, a little bit political there, listeners. All Middlesbrough pressure at the moment. Another ball floated into the middle penalty area. It's a 21. Brilliant save by David Ford. That's two clear chances they've had so far, listeners. Not even ten minutes on the clock yet. This is worrying stuff. So Holloway says, speaking to the official site, that lads have got to realise the choices they are making when we're behind are right. And we need to do that right from the very start. I'm not sure that makes entire sense, but I suppose he's meaning we're climbing back into the game from two goals down. I think they can't make the right choices before we go two goals down, but anyway, let's leave that to one side. We pass it and we do move it around, but it's putting, putting it into the right area and building the shape behind that. When we get that right, we're a handful for anybody. And I think he's right there. We don't look a bad side when we click and when we play the right kind of football. Malone, who kind of evades a tackle, somehow wins it back. He's had a bizarre haircut. It's gone like for a Henry V type haircut in uh, Battle of Agincourt. Someone seems to have stuck a pudding basin on, on Scott Malone's head and cut off the, the strays beneath the pudding basin. Go to any, any major art gallery and look at any of those medieval haircuts, and that seems to be the look that Scott is going for. Listening hipsters will have to tell me whether the, the medieval look is, is coming in. I presume not the bubonic plague and, and rot, the rotten teeth um, style of medieval look, though. Only the haircut. Ten minutes, Middlesbrough back, Middlesbrough back on the attack. It's a 29, it's across the mill goal. That should have been scored. That's gone about a yard wide in the end, but that was a ball across the open face of the Millwall goal. Dunny was challenging back there with the, Mill, the uh, Middlesbrough striker, 27, who's put it wide somehow when it was easier to score, I think. 11 minutes on the clock. Mill should be three goals down by now, listeners. What do you want me to say? It's the truth. It's Scott McDonald now. Shoots from distance. That's a bobbling shot. About a yard wide, but no real danger. 13 minutes gone. So the big question for all you listening out there in across the globe, this show goes across the globe, is how comfortable are we all looking with this 3-5-2 or 3-4-1-2 or whatever you want to call it. Um, so far, I would say not massively comfortable. A bit like a nice new pair of shoes that you just put on that, that you know also look flash but are really, really pinching your toes. We're, we're kind of hobbling a little bit at the moment, but anyway. There's McDonald. That surely was a foul, but not given, clearly, because he's in a Mill shirt, so you don't get fouls when you're in a blue shirt. It falls to Jackie Powell. I like the, I like the term Jackie Powell. I wonder if he's, his family called him Jackie. Or is it just plain Jack? I don't know. But Jackie Powell sounds a little rakish to me. Kind of like um, RAF fighter. Kind of Johnny that drives a, a Triumph V8 or whatever. Twirls his moustache, brilliantines his hair. Jackie Powell. Middlesbrough really will be regarding themselves as um, having not done enough, really, because they should be at least two goals ahead, I would suggest. How they miss that early chance will be something only the benefit of a video replay will tell me. Ah, the old we pay your benefits number, the one that always does them from up north. Because we're so sloshing around in money down south that we pay your benefits. We do it as an afterthought. We don't, they don't even matter to us. Small change. Yeah, another Middlesbrough attack, but it's cleared this time by Millwall. Here comes Sean Williams. Calmness personified Sean Williams. There was a question posed online in the week on Twitter. Is Sean Williams the best midfielder seen in many, many years at Millwall? I think he must be, mustn't he? Possibly going back to Tim Cahill, a very different kind of player, clearly. He's the last midfielder of that kind of quality that I think we've seen down here. So that's certainly, what, 10, 11 years. 
Yeah, another perceptive ball forward. That's a goal. The 21 from the left-hand side of the middle penalty area. Nicely placed pass forwards. The 21 took it in his stride and essentially volleyed it home across the angle of the middle goal for 1-0 Middlesbrough. Listeners, that has been coming for some time. If you've, if, if you've been listening to this podcast so far, you've heard chance upon chance upon chance. Um, and now we're 1-0 down. Got to say, Mill deservedly behind. We've really not shown an awful lot so far in this game. And Middlesbrough have had pressure upon pressure. They really ought to be two or three ahead. But I feel unrest gathering around me, listeners. Unrest. Mill's balls forward being basically uh, picked up quite easily and quite straightforwardly by the Middlesbrough midfield and, and defence. Uh, this this formation at the moment, much as many of us have been calling for two strikers, doesn't seem to be working. It's got to be said. Upson's attacking the Middlesbrough left side defence. That's a poor ball by Scott Malone, who is apparently shit. I'm not sure about that, but still, he's just having a bad game. Middlesbrough on the attack again. It's played inside for the 23, inside the middle penalty area. 2-0. Free shot on goal. Oh, Jesus. 27 minutes gone. Once more, 2-0 down. The crowd are not happy, as you can hear. That was as easy an attack and as easy a goal as you're going to see in a long time. Players are looking at each other as if they don't know what they're doing. They're talking to Holloway on the side, white arms open. This is um, poor performance, listeners. Scott Malone's biggest fan sitting next to me says he's crap. Here's Malone, starting to attract disparaging comment from the crowd. Plays a poor ball forwards, that's nothing. Angled ball forwards, trying to find Ricardo Fuller. He's winning nothing in the air, Fuller, at the moment, using him as a target man, primarily. He's winning nothing, here comes Middlesbrough again. I think if we go three down, we're fucked. Every time Middlesbrough going forwards, they're looking dangerous, listeners. So if you hear me say Middlesbrough on the attack, there's a sense of an impending goal. Gregory's probably been our uh, most standout player of the half so far. He's doing a lot of work with him back to the goal and being buffeted from behind by the Middlesbrough defence. And he's, he's standing his ground well. Got a lot of look at Lee Gregory. Probably a single shining light in this side so far. Mills balls forward are, are direct and it's just been lapped up at the moment by the Middlesbrough defence. We've got to come up with something else. Yeah, another opportunity. There's a third goal for Middlesbrough. 3-0. Simple ball forwards, heading back across the middle penalty area and slotted home by their striker. This is awful. Absolutely awful defence. Three goals down, 33 minutes on the clock. What can you say? You can hear what the crowd think around me. Dennis, your two's warming up down in front of me here. Clearly the formation is going to be changed, <laughs> one would hope, at 3-0. Let's hope we can keep it to four before she two arrives. Maybe give ourselves a little bit of defensive solidity. Probably should push Williams back into more of a midfield role. Malone not earning the plaudits of the crowd, that's for sure. Here goes Ricardo Fuller, 34 minutes. He crosses, no one in the box, Gregory's going after it. If... Free kick on the goalkeeper, challenged by Gregory. Blokes asking me what 
Holloway's doing. It's fucked if I know what he's doing. I don't even know if he knows what he's doing. What do we make of Ian Holloway? What can we say about him? That hasn't already been said over the course of this bizarre season. That's one thing you can say. Fuck off, you cunt. <laughs> You're playing some direct balls towards Fuller as a target man. It's not working at the moment. Another long one forward, trying to find Lee Gregory. It falls to Scott McDonald, who shoots from distance. That's just over the bar. Not bad effort, 36 minutes. Probably Mill's best effort of the half. Um, the direct stuff at the minute is not working. We've got to mix it up. We're not playing the ball around in the kind of final third like we, we have seen on occasions this season. I would suggest this is probably Mill's poorest show. And I'm including even the, the performance up at Huddersfield that I went to. This is, this is weak, lily-livered. This is awful. Come on, the dog and duck, says a bloke next to him. <laughs> it feels a bit like that. Here they come again, but as well, 23's won a corner for them. 38th minute of the game. Lewis for a corner. There we go. This is another opportunity to really start knocking the game out of sight. Atmosphere very, very flat inside the ground now. Light is fading. It's kind of like a late afternoon pink sunshine, winter sunshine. Floodlights are on, but the atmosphere in here is absolutely flat as a pancake. Middles for free kick. Probably about a quarter away into the middle half, right hand side. 41 minutes on the clock, number eight standing over it. They've got to be hopeful every time they go forward to getting a goal at the moment because it has been that easy for them. And it comes, floated forward. They've been doing a little few variations of free kick. Fordy spills it behind for a corner. They're kind of dinking the ball forward, trying to find a man free in space. Well, they're kind of applying this strange thing that you don't see down Mill very much. That's imagination. They think they're not just playing the same old stuff. They're, they're actually putting the ball into the stride of their, their, their forwards. I don't know if Ian Holloway's watching this game. There's a little bloke with a, a flat cap down. It might be a garden gnome or something. Um, I'm hoping it's Ian Holloway. I'm hoping he's taking a few notes about what might be done on the, on the football field because at the moment, Mill had absolutely zero imagination going forwards. Here's a corner coming in. Straight across the middle penalty area to 20 from distance, he's blasted over the bar. 42 minutes. You're playing the ball around at the back to the shagrin of the crowd, I've got to say, and me for that matter. Here comes Middlesbrough again. 23 through, this could be number four. It's false to the 21, there it is, 4 4 0. 4 0 Middlesbrough, 21. 43 minutes gone. People are filing for the exits. What do you say? We are fucking awful, that's what you say. We are absolutely fucking awful today. It's been the worst mill performance in a long, long time. Absolute disastrous day. General sense of bewilderment around the den at the moment. I don't know that anyone really knows what to say or do, other than to call Ian Holloway a cunt, basically. But... What, where do we go from here? I don't know. Players look shell-shocked. The crowd are shell-shocked. I think even Middlesbrough are shell-shocked. Every two minutes of extra time. I don't... I'd love to be a fly on the wall of that mill dressing room when they get back in there, because God knows what Holloway's going to say. This is his own mess that he's created. Mill's attacking presence is blunt as old Harry. It really is. 
to show nothing going forwards. Middlesbrough's going to get a ball in behind our defence with ease. Time as you can hear, 4 0 Middlesbrough. I can't add to that, listeners. That was the worst half of football I've seen. I was going to say since the Portsmouth game when we got outplayed, but we have not been outplayed by a, a strong team here. This is the thing. We have been awful, and they are quite an average looking side. They, what they've done nicely is they've got the ball in behind our defence, but our defence has not risen to the occasion whatsoever. This is not like playing the Paul Merson driven at Portsmouth, who, who tore us apart, and when we played um, Swansea and Kenny Jack had his nervous breakdown. This is not that kind of occasion. This is us being incompetent, inept, devoid of any, any idea against a side that is not bad but not brilliant. And for that, we're 4-0 down. This game is lost. Um, where do we go with it? I really, really don't know. We'll take a short break. We'll be back after these messages. For the very best Mill reading, you need to buy a CBL magazine. CBL is on sale before every home game at the Zampa Road entrance gate and costs just two quid. No one likes Millwall, but everyone loves CBL. So generally bewildered atmosphere around the den at the moment um, and during a half-time break. Um, a few tweets here that caught my attention. One here from Bill Black, Lions. Um, anybody who thinks Mill ain't going down is in the, the same fucking cow cuckoo land that Ian Holloway lives in. Hashtag Willy Wanker. Referencing there, obviously, his trip to see Willy Wonka the other week in the West End. Um, now known as Willy Wanker. Here come the teams. Mill come out to booze. Stuart May says, no coming back from this. Borough organised, too confident, would struggle for us to come back even if they were off colour. I think that's true enough. I haven't thought they were that brilliant. We clearly made them look like Bayern Munich. But um, believe me, they haven't been that great. It, we've just been shockingly poor. Just been shockingly poor, he says. We've been shockingly, shockingly poor. Mr Byfer now is relentlessly cheerful. In the face of all adversity, he's relentlessly cheerful. I imagine him in, on the day of the nuclear holocaust saying, and we'll be back next week. I sound a bit like Nigel with plane spot there. And we'll be back next week at the den after the nuclear holocaust. Here comes Danny Shitu, by the way, listeners. So he's going to come into the game. So Webster and Powell out, Gray and Shitu in. And there, here comes McDonald, central. He finds Gray. His opportunity to find some glory. Oh, off the line almost. Mill corner. 46 minutes. It's going to be Gray to take, I think. If 
blasts it across the penalty area. It rolls loose. It falls to Malone from distance, who punts it up high. Still into the penalty area. It falls to Gregory. Fires over the bar. Mill looking a little bit more purposeful. Not that it was very hard to achieve from that first up performance. Gway on the right-hand side. He plays inside towards Fuller, who beats his man. Attacking down on the byline now. Fuller just checks inside. He plays it back to Gway. Shot blocked. Crowd appealing for handball. Not given. The corner. Looked like the man blocked it with a shot on goal, blocked it with his hands, but it's been given to the corner. Looked a good shout for a penalty, but we don't get those kinds of shouts, listeners, do we? In it comes. Glances across the penalty area, falls to Dunn. Back now to Williams. He plays it wide. It's Gray. Down the, down the right-hand side, another cross blocked. Will look a bit more dangerous for Gray in coming into the game, it's got to be said. Getting a kind of a numb feeling now, listeners. It's cold. We're four goals behind. We are looking better, but we're not looking brilliant. I'm starting to get a sense of what it was like for our captain Scott in the Antarctic in 1912, having been beaten to the South Pole by the Norwegian Amundsen, and then that long endless trek back where every step becomes a massive effort, and you know there's still hundreds and hundreds of miles to go to back to safety. And sometimes you just want to close your eyes and go to sleep. I'm not there yet. No worries. I'm still alive. It is a numbing experience, though, this afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Cold. Sun's gone down. Skies are getting dark. And the den is a bleak place. I'm not so sure about this Willy Wonka thing for Ian Holloway. I'm thinking more Looney Tunes starring Bugsy Bunny, Porky Big, and Yosemite Sam. Where's that damn Holloway? Once me a rabbit. The cold's getting to me, listeners. 65 minutes gone. Mill not showing a huge amount, a little bit more purpose, but nothing particularly striking in the second half. Three in the area, falls back to the 23. Fires over the bar. Their 27's causing us plenty of problems going down the right-hand side. He won space inside Mill Penetrative, played it back to the 23, clipped it over the bar, probably should have taken the chance. Maybe if they weren't four goals ahead already, he may well have uh, had a bit more purpose about his shot. As it was, he put it over. So if, if Holloway remains in charge... Based on today's performance, you can't really say that's a certainty. Nothing's ever certain in the world of football. And as others have done online, they've looked through the range of options of alternate managers, and there really isn't an awful lot out there, listeners, other than taking a plump on the unknown. And the last time we did that was a certain Stephen Aloysius Lomas, and we all know how that finished. So one does think that we're slightly stuck with him, possibly as a League One rebuild, year zero, clear out the deadwood, start again from scratch, because that's how it's looking based on today's performance. Possibly I'm cold, numb, my legs are going to fall off soon, I don't know. Gray's been a, a bright spark in the second half, won the ball back well there on the halfway line, he's looked dangerous every time he's got the ball, he's just won the ball well and played him fuller, who's going down the right-hand side, can he get across and he can't, run out of play, it's a goal kick, unlucky. 18 minutes of tall shit to go, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if there's any students of the um, TV series Homeland out there, but 
I do wonder whether the CIA could employ this um, the den as, a, as an alternate venue to Guantanamo Bay. No need for waterboarding, no need for torture, no need for electric um, currents to your genitals. Bring those prisoners down here, CIA listeners. Give them an hour and a half of this. They'll talk. They'll give it up. Don't worry about that. Carrie Matheson, are you listening out there? Honestly, it's a, it's, a, it's a suggestion. It's a serious suggestion, Carrie. If you're listening, I'm a big fan, Carrie. Send us your telephone number. I know you're slightly mad. Bipolar. Just makes you all the more attractive. Shitu's just got done on his knee, ladies and gentlemen. By the 23. Comparisons being made between Holloway and Stephen Lomas around me now. Move on the attack. Well, at this stage of the game now, it can only be a consolation goal. Maguire shoots from distance. It falls to Williams on the edge of the penalty area. Shoots on target, straight into the arms, into the belly of the Middlesbrough goalkeeper. Danny's very gillet. Gullet. Walford, who's entered the game earlier on, I failed to mention. This challenge, Mill free kick. 14 minutes to go. Gway standing over the ball. Right-hand side of the Middlesbrough penalty area, probably about three or four yards short of the penalty area. And it comes, McGay Gway. No, it's along the line of the ball. It's a handball. It's a goal. McDonald gets a consolation. 4-1. 13 minutes to go. Good right hand ball, fell back to Scott McDonald, poked it home from close. 4-1. Comes Middlesbrough on the break, they play it over wide right. Comes a 27, down the right hand side, he plays it back, it's a 9, shoots skull. That was the end of that, brief minute of hope. 5-1. That was the end of that, ladies and gentlemen. People are now streaming for the exit, such as remain. Game over. So what do we say about today's performance? Lacking in spine in that first half, absolutely awful first half. The game was lost by half-time, clearly. The um, change in formation, did that work? No, it fucking well didn't. Um, the two-striker uh, two move didn't check out. Where do we go with this? I don't know. We just seem to lack that essential spark, what do you want to call it? Um, there's something missing in today's team. I don't know what to say. I actually don't know what to say. I'm sitting here with a fucking microphone in front of me. I don't know what to say to you. All right, let's look for some bright spots. I can't think of much to say that might change our lives generally, but what I can say is that Magai Gray looks like a dangerous player when he's fit and interested in the game. Lee Gregory has done well today for me. Um, Fuller's put a shift in. He's not had an awful lot of success, but he certainly put the effort in. Um, across the midfield, oh, midfield's looked a bit off, off the game today, got to say. McDonald's put himself about. Williams always looks calm on the ball, doesn't he? Defensively, we looked shocking in that first half, and we haven't done much better really in the second, given that we just about clawed our way back into the game momentarily and conceded immediately from there. Awful, awful show. Wilkinson's been anonymous for me today. Barely noticed him at times. Malone's been poor, it's got to be said. He manages to hit um, the Bet 666 advert by a, kind of a looping shot. The Bet 666 advert is, is kind of about halfway towards the corner flag. Um, the diametric opposite of what we've seen when we've gone two goals down previously. There's this team that has had the bollocks to fight its way back into the game. But today, no, it's, it was, it's been poor from the very, very start and it hasn't got any better.
today's result, as it surely will be now, we've got eight minutes to go, puts the pressure on next week's trip to, to Brighton, the Friday night game, it's going to be on Sky Television. Ramps that up somewhat, doesn't it? That's going to be a relegation dogfight. We are looking like relegation fodder based on today's show, listeners. Last win was, what, Cardiff back in October? Hard to see where the next one's going to come from at the moment, that's for sure. I'm trying to find the positives here and I can't see them. Here comes a 27 loose on the halfway line. They've got three against three at the moment. Plays it in, it should be six. Miracle saved by David Ford. Denies the sixth goal for Middlesbrough. Conventional breakout of defence. Ball into centre. They're 23, had the ball momentarily, but then couldn't control it before Ford managed to butt pat it away. Middlesbrough on the attack again. The 27 has looked a real danger coming down that right-hand side for me. Plays it now back to the seven. Plays it in towards the 24. He's free and goal. Oh, but Jesus Christ, he puts it over the bar. How did he miss? That should have been 6-1, ladies and gentlemen. The 24 put it five, six yards over the crossbar in front of the goal, basically, on the six-yard box. Should have been 6-1. Two minutes of overtime. Two minutes of bloody sheer hell. We come Middlesbrough again. They'll think they will want that, that sixth goal, believe me. They should have had it then. They're men forward to try and get it. As it is, it's bobbling around. Falls chasing out. Did one of his madhouse things. He concedes a corner. Corner to Middlesbrough. Inside. They've taken it quickly. No one in front of goal. If they can get a shot on goal, he's going to go in the net. He runs loose. Been relentless Middlesbrough attack, really, the whole game. As you look back now, coming towards the last moments of this awful performance by Mill. We've been like two mismatched boxers. Only we're the ones that have just got into the ring for a fiver. We'll have a go. And they're experienced pros. They've done it all for They do it for a living. Hunt is forward, aiming towards Fuller. Falls to Walford. Down the left. It goes nowhere. There's the end of the game. Mill one, Middlesbrough five. What to say? What can we say? We haven't said during the course of the match. Bright spots for Millwall. I'm going to pick out Ricardo Fuller and Lee Gregory out front. They, they didn't get much change, but they did not stop trying. Sean Williams, always is Sean Williams in, in, uh, in, in midfield central defence, as he was. Otherwise, not a huge amount of pick out of that Mill side. Piss poor performance in the first half, lost us the game. Um, cold, cold day, numbing day. The knives will be out for Holloway after this. He's, he's gone beyond Boratoyne. Rumblings will be afoot. Rumblings will be afoot. There it is. Mill one, Middlesbrough five. We'll be back after these messages. First off with today's result, call 02081440232 and leave your message now. This is Del Strain. Um, can't believe what I watched today. Uh, as bad as what Derby was when Lomash was here. I haven't got a clue of what his best formation is. I feel sorry for Williams and Upson. Um, and I just don't know what's going to happen now because that was the angriest I've seen a lot of people at the den. And I think we've been more than fair. And something's got to change radically because that's just not good enough. And as fans, we deserve better. I wish I could have been funnier than that, but I don't feel very... Um, funny 
cracking at the moment because I've basically been um, banging my head off the door of the car for the last 45 minutes after um, witnessing that spectacle. Me will play like fucking wankers. We're all bringing the Samaritans. Bye. It's a Millwall podcast. Yeah, it's called Act on Millwall. Please leave your message after tone, so that's going to come out in a... They thought it's going to be in a magazine. So leave, leave your comments, leave your message after tone. <laughs> Take that number, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm Awful, 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 fucking, fucking awful, 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 awful. Oh, we scored a goal, but it was awful, 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 awful football. Just awful. I don't know if you got a message, but I think the game was awful. 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 What a load of old piss. I'd rather wank with sandpaper in my hands than watch that shit again. <sighs> Come on, away, sort your fucking head out. Leave your Millwall messages at 0208. One four four zero two three two. Do it now. Well, welcome back after the break. I'm talking to our Achtung regular Derek King, Hannibal. Welcome to the show, Derek. Really appreciate you coming on, mate. No, that's great, Nick. Nice to be uh, on here at last. You know, I'm, I'm probably got my listening public waiting for me. So, oh, I, I, I dare say, <laughs> especially in the aftermath of the shambles that was today's match. Um, we're talking to each other in the evening after today's game. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure where we start. Really, it's it was it was such a diabolical performance, and I don't know how you felt going into today's game, Derek. I actually entered it with moderately high hopes. The three-five-two formation, I thought inwardly, might be the way forwards for us. Did you did you applaud the the, the change? No, I w- I wasn't pleased. I just don't like constantly changing formations. Um. And I don't like shoehorning a defensive formation against one of the best teams in the in the division. Yeah, they're going well. Just yeah. to get two strikers on, you know, this wasn't a game to 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 start experimenting in my mind. Unless, of course, he looked at it and said, "Well, we're going to bloody lose this anyway, so you know, why not try something different?" But it it was shocking from the start. I mean, it was so obvious from a minute into the game that we were going to struggle. Yeah, I mean, the first goal, I think, was about 21, 22 minutes for, for Middlesbrough. Well, that's uh, if you don't count the one that went over the line. I, I mean, I genuinely thought that across the line. I was a long way away from it, so I, I, I can't say definitively, but I thought that across the line. I think most of the stadium did, Derek, didn't it? It seemed to pause. A- a- you know. Absolutely. I mean, but, but way before then, they were just pulling us apart. Um, they got the benefit of a couple of dodgy linesman decisions, and, in fact, leading up to that, Opportunity, they got a dodgy offside that led to the all opening up. But yeah, we 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 were the the defenders did not know what they were supposed to be doing. Three um, man defence. I mean, three five two. I, I, I think I saw Aldo say it was three 
four one two, but what difference yeah, it makes yeah. to in, in the end? But anyway, let's go with the three five two as easy um, shorthand for it. There, there is a, there is a relevant comment in that three four one two. So maybe we'll come back to that. All right. Okay. Um, so that that implies we've got three central defenders, which was Williams yeah. today, wasn't it? And Dunn, and and uh, Byron Webster, and then we've yeah. got. Andy Wilkinson and Scott Malone pushing further forward than perhaps they might have normally expected to be um, as, as almost surrogate wingers, I but guess. But it was easy. Burr knew what we were doing, and what did they do? They put their two wingers up. Until they went 2-0 up, they were playing 4-2-4, in essence. Yeah. And their forward movement was fairly simple but very good. They, they were constantly on the defender's shoulders, on the, on, on the line, and just making little diagonals. And, and we didn't have a clue. I mean, at one point, Malone's standing there. He's talking to Williams. Well, are you going to come and mark him because Adamoa was, yeah, was yeah. hugging the touchline? And Malone <clears throat> knew he should have been pushing on, but Williams didn't want to get out there because there was someone to cover further over. So he just effectively shoved four forwards up front, which immediately meant we couldn't play with three at the back. No, I mean, and it's ironic. I mean, one of the things I quoted, I did a live piece earlier on, and one of the things I quoted was Holloway's um, call for a high-tempo opening from Millwall. He went on the the official website calling for the team to come out and play at high-tempo from the very start. Well, we didn't see that. Whatever the, def- the defensive frailties were, we, we didn't see any high-tempo play from Millwall going back down the other end. It was pretty much relentless Middlesbrough pressure from the very start. They're a good side. There's no doubt about it. They're yeah. very organised. They've got a very you know tight midfield team that work hard and they've got some you know some good runners off them I mean I'd never heard of Vossum before no, and, and no. he was he was just running rings around us I mean I was expecting Bamford to be the man but Vossum was just like everywhere I mean his question number one which I, I, I want to run past you Derek I mean to what extent was it a poor Mill performance and to what extent was it a good a good Mill uh, Middlesbrough performance I mean I, I know there's a bit of both in there but I thought we made them look good I, I this was a crushing defeat today but yeah. it didn't feel like the crushing defeat that we had a couple of years ago against Swansea, who were playing football on a slightly different yeah. plane to what we were capable yeah. of. And going even further back, I remember Portsmouth came down and beat us about 5-0, I think, with Merson. And yeah. again, he was playing at a different level. Um, this didn't feel like that today. This was shambolic organisation on, on Ian Holloway's part and Millwall's part. Yeah. I think it's pure and simple that. I think we've gone out there... Whether it be four three two one four two three one, whatever you wanted to play today, yeah, a system the players understand more, particularly defensively, we wouldn't have lost so heavily. And actually, five one flattered us today. Oh, totally, totally. I mean, they, they came out for the second half and just was, but they were strolling. And what they did, as soon as we got that goal back, they went and said, "Look, here you go. We're back five one. You know, don't do that again because any time you score, we're going to score another. It, they, it was that easy for them today. They scored at will, didn't they? Like, like the chant goes, they score when they want. They really were scoring when they wanted today. Absolutely. They, I mean, because people say, oh, we got better with Shitsu on. I mean, it made no difference whatsoever. Um, you know, it, it didn't matter who played at the back there. When If they had really wanted to get at us, they had the players there to do that today. Holloway's gone after the game he's gone into the press conference he says I don't blame my players I blame me I apologise to the fans because we were unrecognisable from recent weeks and and so we were I mean you know whatever the flaws of last week's um, two goal fight back at, at, at Bournemouth there was a spirit in the side and there was enough about them to actually get themselves back into a game that 
didn't really deserve a point from in, in yeah. overall. Um, now that spirit was totally gone today, and I'm wondering whether that was due to this chopping, endless chopping and changing, the reversion to, or not reversion, the the decision to take three five two as this week's um, formation of choice. It must yeah. leave players in a in a, a situation where they don't almost don't don't know where they are from one minute to the next, and I, I would argue they don't even believe in the manager now. I, that, I mean, you can't argue anything to the to the contrary because. You know, literally, they were looking at each other and saying, "Are you supposed to be doing that? Am I supposed to be doing that?" The, the, the hilarious part was then that bloody note went on. I don't know if you saw the note come on. I didn't see the note. What was it? I missed this. <laughs> I, I, someone came to the touchline. I think it might, I can't remember. Someone took a note from the touchline, handed it to someone else, and it, it went round about four different players. <laughs> It was like a scene from a comedy film because you expected the last one to sort of screw it up, stick in his mouth and eat it. it was, and, and, and God knows, I mean, I think someone put online, you know, you know, maybe it just said, look, you're a shit cunt, you're a shit cunt. You know, it, they, they were just, it, oh, it was just symbolic. No one knew. I mean, because what Holloway did, because actually, I don't, if I remember rightly, we didn't concede when we had 3-5-2. Uh, but it's when he switched it, I think, is when we conceded, ironically. Uh, I, I, I can't remember. I, I, it, it, it all gets lost. It blurs. It blurs. I really want to know what's on that note. If any listeners do have a handle on what was on the note, call it in. I mean, we need to hear this. I, I don't know. I mean, the, what's bothering me increasing with, with Holloway? I mean, obviously, he's always had his kind of mad cap, um, cheeky chappy persona, Derek, and, you know, we, that's, mm-hmm. that's well known. Um, but... The, the 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 kind of doom bell starts to ring for managers when they start to make knee jerk, reactive decisions. One bad result, and you know the football philosophy goes out the window, and there's a new football philosophy brought in, yeah. and that's kind of what we're starting to see now, isn't it? Well, you've always had an element of it. I mean, people were almost forgetting how bad we were before we went on that unbeaten run last season. Hmm. You know, we. I mean, other than that run of seven games, and then what three at the end of uh, of the start of this season. We've been absolutely shocking under Holloway in terms of results. Yeah. The difference between him and Lomas was that we weren't getting spanked as much. No, well, no. That's yeah. happened today. You've always got to worry because, you know, there were those games last season when we went a goal down and suddenly you put five forwards on or four forwards on and, <laughs> you know, started hoofing it up. Um and we didn't you know. do that today. Today was a, a situation where we couldn't have hurt any more, could it? I mean, you know, no. we, we, we were doing it chasing ones and twos last season. Today we're chasing fours and fives, and we, we didn't go all in, as as, it, as you might describe it. No. Bizarre, bizarre day. Um, I, I mean, I've, one of my notes here I've written down, it could have been any anything up to 10 goals today, I would oh, suggest. I, I actually turned around after about 25 minutes, I think it was 3-0 or 4-0, I said, Jake, you know, what is our record defeat? Yeah. Because they genuinely looked like they could have handed it to us today, Barra. And it, 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 you know, they were a good side. Let's not get it wrong. They are a good side. Then, you know, the, the league table doesn't lie. They're no, a good, no. organised side. And they've got a couple of good guys up front. I mean, I, I, like I said, I've not come across Boston before. Bamford, everyone knows about. You know, he's 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 sort of got a name and reputation. Yeah. Adam R has always been one of those players that's uh, always impressed me. Um, but they're a good organised workmanlike side. Um, not a great side, though, Derek. Not not one not of the great side. Not one of no the best we've ever seen. You know. But they could. They had what we. They had enough there today that they could have. They could have stuck eight, ten. Who knows how many past us, and 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 the end score flattered us. I mean, all that attacking possession in the second half never really looked like damaging them. 
Um, you know, and even then, you've got Guy, who is probably the most left-footed player, one-footed player since David Livermore. Yeah. Playing on the right. I mean, that, that brings me on to the forward line. I mean, the, the much vaunted two strikers, which I, I put my hand up. I, I, I was, mm-hmm. I've been advocating and calling for purely on the basis of the desperation fight backs that we've seen of late. But nevertheless, that's that that seemed to um, be when we looked at our most dangerous when Fuller and, and um, uh, Gregory start uh, play together. They started today, but really they didn't look like a unit today at all for me. No, because, I mean, again, going back to him, we touched upon it. He's put 3-5-2 in today Mm. to accommodate the two forwards without weakening the midfield. Yeah. But what he also did, and going back to what you said, you know, 3-4-1-2, McDonald in the first 20 minutes probably played as far forward as he's played all season. Mm -hmm. And so almost we had three up. Um, And I've always said, I, I, I don't mind one up front. It's what you put behind them that's important. And you need some energy, and you need someone in there who can who can see a pass and get into find space. And McDonald could possibly do that, but he seems to have all season played far far too deep. You made this point um, online the other day. I, th- I, th- I can't yeah. remember who it was that put the put a, um, an argument to you, but you made that point, and I was quite interested to to talk to you about it because you were saying that that the kind of the the, the three behind the, the leading one were, were playing too deep. They're almost as a, as a collective starting yeah. too far back. It's an easy trap to fall into with this system because you 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 know if you if you ask your front your sort of the three behind to work hard too fast far back, it takes their energy. And mm. early in the season we were doing it and doing it well, but Martin and Wolford were coming off that pitch on eighty minutes, absolutely knackered. Yeah, and we didn't have anyone who could step in. So once we started playing three weeks of two games a week, they were shattered. Martin got injured. It's no coincidence I thought when, when Martin went because that energy went. McDonald was was still playing a little bit deeper than I would have liked, but he was able to get in and and, and get around. But no one in the midfield can get beyond the striker, and no one seems able that when the striker, the single striker, goes out into the channels, no one seems able to hit the box and get in there and you know fill the gap. No. Um, so 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 what we're not doing is getting the support up to the striker, as well as the fact we haven't necessarily got the right striker. Gregory could be one day, but we need. A Steve Morrison of five years ago. Yeah, the classic Steve Morrison. Um, you know, decent with his back to goal, decent in the air, runs the channels well, and does give you a bit of a threat over the top. I mean, in fairness to McGay Gray, who came on for the second half, I actually thought he looked our best player in that second period. He, he, albeit played out of position, you, you, your point is, is is right. But even so, I thought he put himself around quite well and, and yeah. looked looked the best of a of a poor collection i mean obviously otherwise you're always looking at sean williams who gives you the, the standard sean williams performance but otherwise the only one i would pick out in terms of quality was was my guy Gway. um I, I, I thought williams was poor today to be honest probably the worst game i've seen him play i mean I, I, yeah i mean he has a calmness on the ball but um I, I, it was it was a poor display generally i mean i, I also just want to say i don't want to fault the the energy and effort of, of ricardo fuller and, and lee gregory up front they, they looked like they were lost today yeah. but um, but that, that's not to say they weren't putting the uh, the shift in that we, we would expect them to. I, mean, I think they both did. It just wasn't effective today. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, I don't think you can fault them, but I don't see a partnership there. And, and this comes back to Scott McDonald. I mean, he's probably played most of his foot, best football playing off a, a centre-forward. Um, 
you know, he's, he's a poacher. Okay, yeah. he tends to be the old classic little man, little man, big man thing, and maybe that's not how the modern game is. But I can't understand why he isn't playing a little bit more advanced behind a lone front man if you've got the safety net of, of, of two defensive midfield players of decent quality. You know, and, and that's Williams and one other. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it's Jack Powell, whether it's Ed Upson, you know, even Richard Chaplow, you know, Bailey, should he ever be fit? There's, it's not like we're lacking decent sort of settled players in there. No. Um, but we seem to be changing it. You know, someone comes in, has a decent game, plays the next week, hauled off. I mean, poor old Jack Powell must want to know what he's bloody done because every time he gets in the side, it, he, he, you know, he gets hooked at... He's, we're going to see him for again for another two months or something. I mean, and he, I mean, he was an easy casualty today, wasn't he? With four, four nil down at half time, and and the manager pulls off the promising youngster. I mean, it's, it's you know, you're, you're right. I mean, it's, it's um, when we will see him again. I don't know. He, he needs to get a run of games in the side. So so do some of the other youngsters who wouldn't have performed any worse than what we saw today. You no. know, in all fairness, but um, what was disappointing with Powell today? Was he was obviously under instruction to play that long ball. Yeah, and he's not a natural long ball passer. Well, when he came into the, the side early in the season, he was mixing it up and looking good with it. But he's, he was, you know, he was banging that long diagonal into the channel again. And, and it's like, have we given up trying to have any semblance of decent, decent feed, um, you know, decent yeah. supply to the forwards? Well, we look at our best when we do pass it and move it. I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm not convinced that the direct style is best suited to certainly Ricardo Fuller. He's not a, he's no, no Paul Moody, is he? I mean, he's, he's actually no. a skillful player. Um, using him today as a slight battering ram, he was lost. He, I, I don't think he actually won a header in, in the in the in the whole game outright. I mean, he was always challenged. and He was always no. on the losing side of that challenge. Yeah, I mean, Borough have got a couple of decent centre-backs there. I mean, Ayala was, I think they got him off Liverpool. You know, he'd come to Liverpool when he was a promising youngster. And that Amur, I think, was the kid who played. Didn't he play in a World Cup for Nigeria? He's a Chelsea loan player. Right, OK. Um, I think he's the one, and he looked absolutely quality. I mean, he, he, you know, he he was strong, and, he, you know, he always had it under control. They, You know, they the goalie was literally, you know, he was just a... a, a, a a spectator for most of the game but that wasn't because of the effort that the front two were putting in but it was because they were being given nothing of any note to get on to there's an interesting quote that um, Alex Aldrich um, posted online after the, the press conference after today's game. Holloway, uh, in amongst the apologies and, and all the rest of it, but he's, um, he's used this interesting line. He says that maybe he's got players here who aren't playing but know what Millwall is all about and how to play for this club. Uh, and Aldo has speculated he means Jimmy Abdu. Um, now I, well, we wouldn't have lost as badly with Jimmy in the side. No, I, I mean I, I I love Jimmy to to pieces. I think he's a great player and a Mill legend. But I'm not sure he's the answer to our malaise at the moment. He, he may shore up the midfield a little, but I mean he, he's no game changer, is he? He's, he's a water no. water carrier well, in the end, Derek. I, I draw the analogy, and I bear with me here because yeah. it's a little bit grand. But Chelsea, for many many years, have had John Obi Mikel as their holding midfield player. And he's done a job, but he's not great. Mm. And all of a sudden, they get Matic. Yep. And suddenly, they look a different proposition completely. And to me, Abdu is our Mikel. Yeah. You know, he, he does a decent job, but he's not going to be that quality individual player that, that, that makes a big difference in there. And that's what we hope Sean Williams is or will be, and perhaps Jack Powell with him. But, you know, Jimmy is just going to be Jimmy. He'll just hair around. He'll tear around. Mm. He'll give the back four some decent cover. 
But I mean, this just takes me back to this reactiveness of, of Holloway. I mean, it, you, you do wonder what goes on in his head. I know that there's an easy joke always in any of those, these kinds of statements, but you do wonder what goes through his head where he's lurching from. Uh, you know, one minute it's this, one minute it's that. One minute Jimmy Abdu can't even get in the squad now. There's a hint that he may be on the um, on the road back to um, you know back to salvation again. And this this doesn't inspire confidence. It can't inspire confidence amongst the squad there because players will talk to each other and they'll see what we see sitting in the yep. stands. Well, I mean, this is we, we've got. I mean, people keep banging on about it. Isn't his squad? He hasn't inherited a lot of players, but he has also bought in a lot of players, and he's also chosen the players he's putting in the side. So he chose to make Alan Dunn captain, chose to put Alan Dunn at centre-back, and has chosen to keep him there. Now, you know, we've got five or six centre-backs now, including Dunn, who are much of a muchness. And actually, I think my my lad who's 14 turned around today and said... Robbo wouldn't be any worse than any of these, would he? Well, Robbo would be no worse than any of them, Um, I and And that shows where where we... Where we haven't got to, if you like, because we all thought that that these would be better players coming in. I mean, Webster, I, don't, I think he's getting a lot of stick. He seems to be online, but I don't think. I mean, he was probably marginally worse than the others, but not that much worse. And I think he was exposed by the formation, just as he had been at Reading away when he tried. Yeah, it yeah, he tried it before. You know, yeah, yeah. So he's tried the same system with the same players, and once again, it's the same centre back that's the scapegoat. Um, you know, uh, I don't know. Is he that bad a player? I I, I don't know. Where was Beavers today? You know, Shitu's one minute there, one minute he's gone. Um, the only consistent at centre back is Alan Dunn. Yeah. Um, no, I'm not saying that means Dunn should go. I'm just saying that, that is he really any better? And and you know, these are Holloway's choices. Um, it, this is bringing us to the sixty-four thousand dollar question, and. Um, I, you know, the, the the crowd's reaction today was was what it was. You were there too today. You could hear it as well. For the first time, really, um, the, the knives are starting to be sharpened for, for Ian Holloway. Now, rightly or wrongly, and you can argue this um, one way or the other, but, you know, pa- patience is wearing thin. Um, there's a quote I've just picked out, one of many, and there's no, nothing more to this or less than this than many others, but um, the Andrew Iger fan club on the House of Fun said that Ian mm-hmm. Holloway is 100% to blame for that today, and if he had any clue, he'd walk. Now, um, there's many other people calling for, you know, um, sack him and, um, and and all this kind of stuff. I'm not yet there yet. Are you, Derek? I, I'm, I'm not there at the moment, but I, I understand the sentiments, I've got to say. Yeah. I'm... Look, well, I was never a fan of him. So I was one of the dissenting voices when he brought, got brought in. Yeah. And I had two major problems with him. And one was that I felt that he hadn't necessarily recovered mentally from his stint at Palace, where he looked a broken man. Mm. The second one was that I didn't feel, feel that he was the right man to organise us defensively. Now, he came in, and one thing we did do was stop shipping goals. But then, you know, there is that old adage, you go in and you fix it from the back. You know, you you stop shipping goals and then see what happens. And he was winning me over with the more, the the just general approach, because we were starting to see some youngsters in. You know, we were seeing quality. There was investment in the training ground, and the football was getting better. Yeah, yeah. But in the last two months, the youngsters have disappeared, the systems have been all over the place. We seem to have stopped passing apart from anywhere than in our own half. Yeah. 
It's the relentless diagonal long ball, isn't it? it you know, the, 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 the idea that we could pass our way forwards, which is kind of what we took to be his his um, ideas last season. And, and you're right, prior to the unbeaten run, we were getting a lot of crap, but that was there was a sense that this crap was going to produce a better tomorrow because this is, you know, limited players trying to adjust to the, the, the systems used at the highest levels, and that will be a painful process. Um now, that seems to have gone out of the window. He's, he's starting to fall into the trap of not backing his own ethos, yeah. his own judgment. He's, he, he has a philosophy, or he had a philosophy, maybe he still has it somewhere inside, but that seems to have gone out of the window, and now he's reacting to the, call, the catcalls of the crowd, um, the, the, the desperation plays where we're getting back from two goals down, and he, he's abandoning his first principles, which is that you, the, you pass the ball and move. And he does have the players for that style, but he requires faith and patience, and he seems to have abandoned both. That, that, and that's that's where I am worried. That, But at the end of the day, I think we can talk about this all we like. The person who decides when he leaves this club is Ian Holloway. Um, yeah. I, 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 I don't, th- don't think Berylson's going to sack him. I don't think Berylson will sack him. No, I think, I think you know, the, the experience of um, Steve Lomas, uh, hired and then fired, was a painful one for the club. It, it, it doesn't seem to handle these situations particularly easily or well. Um, Holloway does have a football reputation and a name, and that seems to certainly count for a lot, you know, within, within the um, the club establishment. So, no, I, I think you're right. I don't think that. Um, I think also John Berylson is actually quite a loyal man. I do think that once yeah. he, he hires you, he will he'll back you through thick and thin. That's that's a laudable, um, you know, attribute in anyone. So, I do think you're right. I don't think that. Um, anyone's going anywhere until Ian Holloway says I'm, I'm going to walk I, I actually wonder at times and this may be a very unfair thing to speculate on a show going out you know, in public but I do wonder at his, his mental state I mean I've seen one or two um, Lions player interviews with him recently mm. where you think blimey mate this is it not far short of a meltdown on camera um, I'm thinking of the Blackburn game where he lost the plot and got sent off and, yep. and, and, and so on we're used to men of a certain dignity and bearing in Kenny Jacket and other managers before him who didn't get involved in these kinds of situations, and this just seems to be... Um, it's a flaw, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I've sort of thought of that... I think of him as... He's like the Robin Williams of football management. <laughs> so he's living on past <laughs> glories. He's probably now... You know, turn around and most of what he puts out is a load of shit. <laughs> and so, how long till he? How long until he does throw his? You know, in the towel in, yeah, until yeah. he throws the towel in. Um, you know, that that's that's it. I mean, he, he just does seem to be a, an emotional character. And, and and the one thing I would say about him is he does seem to have been someone who, you know, when it isn't going right for him and he knows he can't do it, he will walk away. Yeah. Now, the question is, is what what is his long-term plan what has he been asked to do at Millwall and is actually an element of well you're building for the long term and, and if we go down we accept that because you can then clear out and start again uh, you know maybe that is going on in the in, in the background well there is this story yeah. or not story it's, it's a fact that there's there's 20 plus players I believe out of contract come summertime scary um, which is scary because it's uh, pretty much a, a year zero, isn't it? I mean, that's that's practically um, three quarters of the squad that's going to be out of contract, which gives an opportunity. I mean, it gives an opportunity to to clear out the dead wood, as the, as the saying goes. Um, 
equally, it could leave you with a bunch of strangers starting. We had that a few years ago when um, Nigel Spackman began with us, didn't we? we yeah. Had a, well, you know, we re- relegated with a bunch of strangers and, and opening day against Yeovil. I won't uh, forget it in a hurry. I think we'll do it differently, though. I think I think it's the youngsters, you know, because there's a few, you know, there are some good kids down there at the moment. Yeah. I am getting frustrated that we're not seeing them. Having had some promising cameos earlier in the season, and that when we do see them, like today with Powell, but, I, you know, Fred's gone out to, to Wickham, is it now? I, I saw that Alfie Pavey's been given a three-year deal today. He's signed a contract, yeah, that was um, a story came down today. Three years for a kid who's, you know, a year out of playing in the Ryman League, mm. um, or two years or whatever, yeah. is quite a statement. Yeah. Um, and it does make me wonder whether... You know, if we do go down, will he actually look to the kids and and actually completely rip it up again and almost like we did back in, you know, 97 or whatever? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a story on in the week on News at Den. Um, Neil Harris, coach of the under twenty one squad, praising the the progress of all of the youngsters. And you've mentioned Alfie Pavey. Uh, Fred is out on 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 uh, on loan at the moment. Um, also, Aidan O'Brien, who we haven't seen for a little while. Jack Powell started today, but very swiftly left us. Yeah. Um, these are kids of of some promise and you know um looking around that 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 performance today you 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 know you i was struck by the thought that they couldn't do any worse than this could they so you know now's surely the time to start to blood them increasingly but you're right we're not we're not just not seeing that which is a, a no. strange in in the circumstances well, I think we, we saw a little bit early in the season and it seems to have disappeared. I think he's just got too many pros around and, and almost. I mean, he's not going to go. And if I was John Berylson t- tonight, I'd probably be ringing him up and saying, look, look, I don't care how many pros you've got, you don't have to play them all. If you decide you don't want five of those players here, ten of them now, we'll, we'll just pay them off and get rid of them. Just get them out the door. Because it makes it harder for you when you've got 25 pros in training who, who all want to play and prove to you they can play. Yeah. So, so dump these, you know, dump Bailey, dump Chaplow, dump, you yeah. know, Byron Webster if he's the wrong player. Get, get them out of the way and they don't complicate it. Work with a small group of pros, stick to your system, decide what you're going to play and stick with it and see how the results go. And if it means we nick a couple of one nils here and we drop a couple of one nils there, but we're at least steady and competitive in recently, which is, a you know, the ups and downs... Um, you yeah. know, even within 90 minutes, we're seeing uh, the Jekyll and Hyde. Of, of, we know we're capable of playing decent football. Yeah, on occasion we do. When we click, we click well, don't we? Yeah, but we also know we're capable of playing an absolute heap of shit. And like I say, the, the comment about Abdu, you know, when when the chips are down, get, get your characters, get your trench warfare guys out and get yourself back on track. And the best thing we can do this this week is, is get ourselves back on track, go down, get a point at Brighton, even if it's a, you know, a rearguard action. Yeah. We can't afford to let Brighton beat us. No. Go and get a point at Brighton and just steady that shit down a little bit and, and try and get a few points under our belt over the Christmas New Year period and, and you know, just get ourselves back on. Because we're not dead and buried. No, no, no. There's a long, lot of football yet to go. I mean, we've got two big games coming up. You've, you've, you've touched on Brighton already. That's yeah. next Friday night. That's a TV game. Um, and then the following week, we've got another Friday night fixture at home to Bolton, which will be another... Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that, mate. Bolton at home just has written all over it. One of those, you know, we're just going to get screwed games, you know. We've all seen them before. You know, there'll be a big crowd. They'll all be on the jolly. They'll all have a few beers. 
and you can just see it going horribly, horribly wrong. This is, but you just don't know what we're going to get from one day to the next. No, we don't. You, know, no. you said you came into today with optimism. I, I was very, very wary. Um, you know, I think the difference is I, I'm quite happy with us playing the system we've been playing with one up front, and I just think we need a few tweaks in personnel and attitude to make that work. So when I see it thrown out the window and wholesale changes, yeah. I panic. And that's what we had today because, you know, it, like I say, I think we're a, a little bit more up front and getting a little bit closer to that front man. And I think we, we're a decent side that can pull a few results through. If we start messing around with formation systems, personnel, we're just going to end up losing every week, you know? That's a fantastic moment to close it. Really appreciate yep. that, Derek. That's fantastic right. stuff, mate. That's good, mate. Thanks for coming on the show. Listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here.